listening to Marsha uh, on my M Thinking One Day at a Time podcast. Well, it's been some time since I've um, made a podcast. Uh, life gets in the way, and uh, lots of stuff have happened, and um, I just didn't feel like doing it. But I guess it's a, it's about time to get back to it. And I, I recently wrote an article that I thought was quite eye-opening not just for myself but you know um, I thought that it was something that you the listeners or readers you know could do yourself so I'm going to be either a philosopher today or I'm just gonna sound a little bit whimsical because it's about the five best decisions I've ever made in my life so you're if you're not into that kind of thing so maybe you you want to click away or you know stop listening to this podcast right now but if you're still here thank god anyway i was just reading a friend's um account he was telling me about what he did um, when he wanted to start his own business you know about the mistakes that he's made along the way and how he barreled on to find his footing in an industry he was deeply passionate about. He recounted all the times he had less funding than he needed, um, the wrong investments, the times of busted trust, you know, it happens, disbelief of uh, family members, family members, mm, they can suck too. And, and it it would, and his one very lonely night with a whole bottle of Jack Daniels where he poured liquor over ice cubes over and over again and he poured his heart out to the stars. He vowed never to make the same mistakes again. It was the kind of ruminating that made those of us with similar insider experiences cringe because we know what it really is the kind of toll that it takes on a person you know when you you're faced with such a forked road and you don't know where to go so to to some newbies his message of despair and hopelessness served as a bomb you know it was comforting and it inspired them and kept them pumped um, but instead of reminding ourselves of all the wrong forked roads we've taken I'd just like to note five things I've done right in my life so far. Well, bear in mind my life is nothing extraordinary. It is peppered with both successes and failures. While others find my work to be kind of unique, I think of it as ordinary. But being ordinary is a special kind of extraordinary because everyone else is trying to so hard to be special. So without further ado, here are my top five best decisions that I've ever made in my life. Number one, leaving law. No, I'm not a lawless person. In fact, I try to toe as many lines as I possibly can. The thing is that I took up law because of a very noble reason, and that is I wanted to see justice. I wanted to help people. Well, you can snigger all you want, and that was me at 18, all wide-eyed and full of unicorn fluff. Now, the problem lies in the fact that justice often doesn't exist, 
and when you're tasked with upholding the law or implementing it, it either gets boring or you hate it to the core. I worked in a bank for four years as their legal officer, clocking in every day to threaten people with legal letters in action. I made phone calls that nobody wants to take, I formulate ways to get money back from debtors, and I made sure I was super imposing whenever I entered a room. Now you can think men in black. That was my job and I hated it. The work often led me and my colleagues to long stretched out nights of Bacallion happy hours which needless to say it sucked the night this morning you know we drank a lot the department i worked for was called the factoring facilities department with a simple search on the internet it will reveal to you that it's basically a legal loan shark business people sell their account receivables to you and you chase the debtors down on on their behalf and you take a huge chunk of the profits in business we all know how it easy it is to fabricate invoices and purchase orders and that's also why we as the bank as a part of the bank we would often come down really hard on our clients well that's that explains the men in black look that i often don whenever i meet them some people may like the power trips that comes with the job but i didn't because it often ended up with the paresthesia of the soul. You feel empty inside and I, and I abhorred being hated. And the four years were mind-numbingly miserable. So what I did was I jumped in the opposite direction, which was to, number two, become an entertainer. Even with all those nasty pop culture tropes that came along with being an entertainer, it's no fun sometimes, you know. It proved to be one of the biggest eye-opening experiences in my life. I was a natural people pleaser and I liked making people happy. At the end of the day, I often came home feeling like I've touched some lives in a positive way, even when at a high probability they won't remember half of it the next day. But people remembered my name. They know my face and they greeted me with a white grin and a beckoning heart. In short, they were happy to see me, which is a far cry from what my previous job entailed. It also taught me about grit, emotional intelligence, how to say no, how to see through people, and learn more intelligent ways of doing things I don't like doing without offending the said persons. I went from someone who was paid to intimidate people into submission and, and into someone who people enjoyed being around. Although I didn't like bending to the whims of everyone all the time, it's part and parcel of being in the entertainment industry. It was a, a personal plan in motion. I was sucking away personal lessons by then. And number three, entering the internet earlier than most people today. During the dial-up days, the internet was a blur. A simple image file took forever to load and an all-new, better, faster and more accurate search engine or directory was popping up every day. 
everywhere. I took on a job to keep up with them, and and I tried to understand their developments and behavior. We had a name for we have a name for it these days, which is called algorithm. Back then, it was lady that whatever they were doing. I was being paid to jump into things and hit the ground running. If I screwed up, it was my job to backtrack and reverse everything that I've ever done. If a campaign was accidentally successful, it was also my job to keep, you know, to find out why and how to keep up with the, you know, the sudden breakout performance. Even if it was pure accidental, it was easier to keep up if you have a lead. Every day was like being on Wall Street, and I loved it. Everything was new, and nobody knew how things worked. It was game on for everyone, and there was absolutely zilch pecking order. The downside to that is that there was no template for anything. There was no blueprint, no report, no references, no guides, no manuals, and no teachers. This is when I personally think we started guiding each other in forums on the, the internet, in communities, a little bit better. People were more supportive back then. Number four, learning how to cook. I was a pampered child uh, and a teenager. My mom didn't let me into the kitchen to experiment with food, and I I get it. I really do. To this very day. Whenever my kids ask me, "Can I help you?" I inwardly groan. I've got beautiful children, and I know they mean well, but still, it often means mustering up courage, patience, and tolerance for mess-ups and spills. In my defense, I've become more tolerant as they have better motor skills now, although a spill here and there still occurs. Instead of think, in, instead of thinking of it as a major irreversible mishap, I just thrust the mop into the hands, shrug, and look the other way. But I am glad I learned how to cook for not just myself but for my kids because it gave me an outlet to be creative, experimental, and forgiving. It's where if I effed up, it's fine. It's the recipe's fault. Let's order McDonald's. It's pizza night. Although I still don't like the cleaning up and the cooking for people, and and the the sourcing for material and stuff like that. Cooking for people and watching them lick up the last spit from their plates gives me immense pleasure. A friend, a friend once commented. You know, oh my God! You look like you're totally winning the Pulitzer or something. When she was watching me watch my kids stuff their faces during dinner, I'm not sure what I looked like then, but I suppose I could have been filled with absolute joy. And I also love discovering new recipes or new techniques, like how to pickle stuff, prepare food, and create shortcuts. I'm not perfect, and I'm not Martha Stewart or Gordon Ramsay, but it makes me happy, and that says a lot, doesn't it? Number five, having my kids. I left the best for last. Yeah, it's not been a bed of roses, but we still struggle because we still struggle with a lot of things like their grades, their questionable talent, and 
vacuuming the floor, their inability to wake up in the in the morning, and the constant secret late night gambling. Not gambling. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Gaming sessions with your friends. But with did I just say my kids gamble? Gambled? No, they don't. They game. As in teenagers, that's what teenagers do. But without them, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. It's strange that these perfect strangers, two men no less, should come into my life when I was only in my mid twenties. They're not only they've not only anchored me to life when I felt like everything was worthless, but they've also shown me how beautiful life can be. Even when you have nothing, it's when you have no money for toys, but you let them play hide and seek in Toys R Us. It's when you're scraping by but still enjoying the New Year's fireworks together. It's when you have a little extra money for a holiday, a small one, but the three of us are holed up in a one roomer. It's watching them take the first step. It's Clapping at their magic tricks when it's absolutely deplorably transparent. You, you just just got to act, girl, right? It's hugging them after an argument. It's when I grumble at them for not answering my calls when they're out with friends, and then having them grumble back at me when I come home at four after drinking with my friends. If you know four o'clock is a little late, I'll, I'll just admit that. All right. It's the little things that others don't get to experience with them, because it's exclusive, and I treasure every single moment I've had with these people. I know it's not going to last forever because you know, I'm not stupid. As impermanent as they are, these moments will never be replaced, and I am sentimental that way. Now. The purpose of me writing this article and doing this podcast right now is that I want, I wanted to make my younger self smile again, and I want you to do that too, because oftentimes we have so many negative things to say about our lives and the decisions that we've made thus far, that it makes the younger self feel. Like shit. <laughs> You've got to just tell them, tell your younger self it's okay. You've just got to tell yourself it's okay. So in conclusion, here's what I'd like you to do, too. You know, write down the top five or top ten or top hundred best decisions that you've made in your life, and I hope it makes you feel happier with whatever it is that's on your table right now. There are many things to regret, but if you dig in, you'll find reasons to give your younger self, you know, the the less experienced you, an approving nod. At the very least, give her or him a pat on the back and a big, huge hug. Because every time you regret something, the child in you cries in regret too. So go ahead. And make that version of you, that younger version of you, smile again. Thank you.
So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And from the bottom of my heart, I am grateful for everyone who has been listening at all. Um, whatever reason it was that made you click on the listen button, I totally, totally appreciate it. And I hope always there's um, something that you can take away from it. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, on Blogspot, and um, on Facebook. If you want to connect with me, I'm always there. Thank you and have an amazing day ahead. All right. See ya.